0: guys, welcome back to POV. Woo, woo. We are excited to be back this week with another episode. Um, I am Kayla. I'm Maddie. And this is a podcast where we share our point of views on all things faith uh, for young adults and college students from young adults and college students. And so yeah. we're super
1: excited about this episode. And guys, yeah, is this episode's Extra crazy, because we have a special guest, and his name is Brock Braxton!
2: Hi, hi, I'm here, I'm here, finally.
1: (laughs) It's about time.
2: (laughs) Um, You may know me from the mention in the first podcast episode, don't be alarmed. (laughs) Um, Yes.
0: No way, bro. Share a little bit about yourself.
2: Um, My name is Brock, I'm 20 years old, I am a sophomore at UNT... I am actually a junior at UNT now.
1: Wow, crazy. And so,
2: yeah, that's What's it. What's your I'm, major? I, integrated studies, and this is a recent development too. So, shout out to all the integrated studies majors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe few, but that's it. Maybe few. So,
1: it, you just chose it because why?
2: Uh, <laughs> do you want the real answer or the yes, real answer? Yes, the real one, the real one. Um, the real answer is I didn't want to do an internship.
0: <laughs> so that valid. is so fair. Yeah. I didn't have to do one, and praise God.
2: For context, I was a human development major. I don't want to do anything that develops humans. or <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I want to go into ministry, and so I want to develop yeah, humans in a spiritual way, not in a physical way.
1: That's good. That ministry is the place to go, then. Yeah. True. Okay. Rock, what mug are you drinking from? Yeah.
2: Um, I'm drinking from Greetings from Austin, Texas. Um, shout out Austin. Love that place.
0: It's pretty lit. It is cute. Whose mug is this?
1: It's our roommate's Ashley's. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's our roommate's Ashley's. Well, uh, I was just giving context <laughs> for the podcast listeners. Oh, you know? that's fair. Um, Yeah, I like that mug. Cutie. Yeah. Maddie, what does yours look like? So, it's this large green mug. Tyler, it's large. It. It's large. Um, it's from Destin, Florida. The worst part about it is that <laughs> there's like 20 different alligators staring at me. And he went to Dustin, and you think, oh, cute little dolphin moment, cute little sun sunset palm tree moment. No, he decided to get alligators, so I'm going to roast him on here for that. And it's kind of scary, not going to lie, but it is a great size mug because it's large. So
0: Yeah, it's definitely from. one of those vacation mugs that you get at the, the souvenir shop. For
1: sure. Um, I am drinking out of
0: yet another TJ Maxx mug because quite recently I've developed... A hobby of going to TJ Maxx. She really has. Um, I think I've been there like three or four times in the last week. Um, either TJ Maxx or like a Marshalls or some yeah, form yeah. of that. Um, and it's blue and white checkered pattern and it's so cute. It's It ceramic. is really cute.
1: I got my sister it for graduation because I was like, that's cutie.
0: Yeah. They have great mugs, truly. So, yeah. Those are the mugs we're getting out of. Also, we're drinking a new tea. New tea alert! New tea alert! New tea <laughs> alert! <laughs> Okay, I have a new obsession as well, another obsession. Wow. With the 333 blend from kilogram tea. They sell it at West Oak. West Oak Best Oak. Oh my gosh, it is so good. Get yourself some. It's a chamomile peppermint tea. What did I call
1: it the other night? Like chamomile? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we were in the store and I don't even remember. It was something ridiculous like that though. <laughs> she was like, should we get her should we get her some? Champ, champ, champ.
1: Cham- yeah, kombucha, chambucha, same thing. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Side note, this tea is making me feel warm and fuzzy.
1: Oh, it's- okay. If- good, that's that's good a good, that's good, good. Good, good, good.
0: Mmm, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was like kind of cringe. Yeah.
2: Um, I actually like cringe, so...
0: Yeah, Maddie, you're left out. I am cringy, so (laughs) I can't even say anything. Uh, Okay. Today, we are talking about a topic that we have not had on our list. We quite literally came up with this yesterday while the three of us were in the car together. (laughs) Um, Driving back from Chewy's. And, yeah, we were just talking about uh, just a friend that we have and how, like, real this person is. And, Brock, share share what you were saying.
2: Yeah, um I have we have this friend. She's so awesome, truly love that girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think a lot of times we get in this mindset of Christianity is this perfect, peachy world all the time, and I think that the Bible never says that. And So we were talking about it and we were just like this girl's so real, so awesome and still loves God so much. I think that we get in this mindset that we have to be these perfect Christians, but we're not. We're not called to do that. We're human, and God loves us in our humanness. And so mm-hmm. I think we just love God, love others, and we're human. I don't know.
1: So true. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. So kind of the idea that we're getting at is romanticizing Christianity. Yeah. And so we want to break down how it can go towards believers, but then also how it can affect non-believers as well. And so... With believers, it's kind of like pushing your own convictions on others to make them feel like they need to do that in order to, like, maintain a holier-than-thou attitude, I guess? Or maintain, like, a... Well, I think
0: it's it's the idea that you have the holier-than-thou attitude by pushing your convictions on others.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And so, like, while you do this, there's a lot of negative effects that can happen because... Like, as Christians, we shouldn't just be... Like, our convictions shouldn't just be from someone else's convictions. Like, we should be able to discern and find those on our own through prayer and reading the Bible and stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think... What were you going to say?
2: I think that's such an awesome thing about Christianity is that we, when we accept Jesus Christ into our hearts, we get this thing called the Holy Spirit. And so I just love that that's a thing in, at all is that we live... Jesus Christ lives within us Mm -hmm. and we can make those like discernments through the Holy spirit. Mm. And so I think just as our Christian faith and Christian journey is different from each person, our convictions are going to be different too. Um, Mm. And so
1: that's good. I feel like we need to give an example of what we're talking about.
2: I think the the example that comes to mind is secular music. Mm. I've, we get in this mindset of as Christians, like, no secular music, eh, eh, eh. but never in the Bible does it talk about or address secular music, yeah. and so that's kind of a gray area that we as Christians need to discern yeah. whether we're going to do this or not, and so I think that's a prime example of... Yeah, no, that's good. Neither, the Bible isn't determined either way, so we as Christians need to use the Holy Spirit the Word and through prayer, like, is this a thing that we listen to, or is this a thing we don't do, and so...
1: Yeah, at Pine Cove we did this thing called Secular Saturday, and I know <laughs> it sounds crazy. Like, and I promise we didn't go crazy because we, we also signed a contract that we were. I just like, cannot
0: believe that that's a thing. <laughs> I,
1: I, I that is crazy. I know, but, okay, so but it just made me think of like how yes, that whole week we are serving others we are praying with kids we are sharing the gospel with people we're doing all this and then on Saturday the reason why we call it secular Saturday is because we listen to Olivia Rodrigo's new album or like we like sometimes some people dropped some curse words down there that's (laughs) that's just I'm gonna be honest um but for me like I didn't feel any less like close to Jesus than I did when I was like sharing the gospel with someone Mm. and so I really do think like that's how you determine it. It's like, is this pushing you closer to Jesus or is it making you further away from him? And so not just looking at like, oh, dang, Brock doesn't listen to Christian music. Maybe I should to be like a more godly person. It's like, no, like, are you growing closer to Jesus? Or like, can you still like feel close to the Lord and listen to Olivia Rodrigo, you know? (laughs) And if you can't, then like, yeah, maybe that's when you cut it out of your life. But if you can, then like, cool, I don't know.
2: (laughs) I think the thing that comes to my head when, You were saying that all that stuff is that god is really everywhere all the time all at once yeah and so we really can't escape god and all these places and i think a lot of times i've had an encounter with god maybe not an encounter i don't want to say encounter i've had a moment with secular things i think like secular things can be beautiful and can be used in a christ-like way Mm -hmm. in a very christ-honoring way in a very what is the word I'm looking for? Glorifying. Glorifying way? No, yeah. that's not it. Good oh, try. Okay, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. good um, try
2: though. <laughs> um I think secular things are good in moderation. Moderation, yes, moderation. moderation. Give it up for moderation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me it goes back to the question of like edification
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like, is this edifying for me? And I was I was thinking about this verse as y'all were talking the verse in first corinthians 6 where it says everything is permissible for me but not everything is beneficial i was thinking in my head and i was like i couldn't remember if it said for me in there couldn't Mm -hmm. remember if it said everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial or if it said everything is permissible for me and i think that that distinction of the for me is really important Mm, because it's not a question of is everything permissible or not for everyone it's a question of, is everything permissible for me? Yeah,
1: that's um, fair. And I
0: think that that question and the answer to that question changes based on who me is. Yeah. Um, and so you can't leave that that for me out of there because that insinuates individuality to our faith and to our relationship with the
1: Lord. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I think also like a negative effect that this could have on someone is that falling into legalism, which is huge because... If you're looking at someone's convictions and you're making those convictions your convictions and you're going to do all these things like not listen, to, not listen to secular music uh, do all these things that someone else is doing and then you'll eventually like grow weary and tired of them because if they weren't actually your convictions and you're just doing them just to do them and without right. like the spirit. And so yeah it's not fun to be stuck in that trap of legalism and stuck in that trap of like having to do things just to put up like a good front in front of jesus
2: and honestly like extending that point even more that's what makes christianity so different is that we don't have these set of rules that we have to Mm. follow to reach god we don't have to do these set of things to reach god it's all about a relation relationship and so i think when we lose sight of that relationship and make obtaining these things our idol, i think that's when that can become really harmful not for not just for others but for you as well
0: yeah that's good Brock, you have talked to us before about this kind of, like, system of gray area issues in scripture of, like, okay, when they do, when the Bible does touch on these things, there's kind of three categories that these things can fall into, and based on what category those falls into, like, how we address those things and how much, like, we implement those things. So kind of talk about that, expand on that a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I would love to. I was learning these three topics when I was talking to my uncle about women in ministry in this gray area that we have concerned around this topic. And he gave me these three things that we have to kind of decipher through when we think about these gray, big topics in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one being cultural, second one being traditional, and the third one being spiritual. Uh, A lot of times we think things are very spiritual but they're actually traditional and we think very things are spiritual and they're actually
1: cultural
0: cultural yes yeah. like so, different issues like you can look at like the passage about head coverings yes. and like place that where you want mm. to in those yeah. three or whatever else is kind of what you're getting at
2: yes and so we have to kind of determine where these great topics land within these spectrum of things and so Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's (laughs) great.
0: I think that that what I wanted to to get out of that and what I wanted to kind of set the stage for is that depending on where the issue lies or lands in those three things should kind of direct you in how you address and conversate about it Mm -hmm. Um, because if it's landing in more of a traditional kind of um, area, then that's not going to bring as much absolute truth like In, like, how we should apply it, Mm -hmm. as maybe the spiritual area would be it landing in. Um, And so, you have to understand when you're going into those conversations about traditional things hey, maybe, you know, we can kind of have some diversity of thought here. Whereas, maybe when we go into the spiritual category, there's gonna be a little less room for that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And it just kind of helps you to understand, like, with what level of gentleness and, like, consideration you need to bring into the conversation.
2: Yes, side note, these women are way smarter than I am, way more spiritual than I am. So, shout out to them. That's just
1: not true. (laughs) What? Kayla Kayla does have a way of like you saying something, and then she's like, Yeah, so this is actually what you meant. And you're like, Exactly.
2: Yes, yes, yes. yes. So,
1: she is good with her words. But I do, I like that because I think there's also something we have to mention is the grace that you have for other believers, of like, Yeah, what if like your friend does listen to secular music, but your conviction isn't? or is to not listen to secular music, like you can't just look at your friend and be like, oh, how dare you? Like you need to have grace and just trust that the same spirit within them is the same spirit within you right. and like that they're hopefully pursuing the Lord. And obviously if they're not showing fruit, then like that's a different way to approach it. But no way, shape and form are we here to condemn other people by the gray areas in their life.
2: I think that, I think that there's also a point when we have different convictions but we also are reconciled in the spirit and so i think when we let these convictions get to the point where they are idols and they are our identity and we lose identity in christ i think that's when we lose sight of what's really we're really here for and what we're really christians for Mm. and so at the beginning of this year me and my friend had a altercation where we didn't have the same convictions and we didn't think the same things about this topic and so we kind of had a little argument, but we can we reconciled and we talked about it. And I understood her view, and I she understood my view. And we decided we're just not going to agree on this. But we still love each other in Christ, and we both love Christ more than that conviction. Mm. And so through that, we became closer, yeah. and we became <laughs> we reconciled. And so the Spirit was able to reconcile that through us and in us. And so I think throughout this entire thing, I think we should realize. These convictions aren't God. These convictions aren't our faith and these convictions aren't that important sometimes. And so I think realizing God is the most important. We were we are children of God first and everything will fall suit of that.
0: Yeah. yeah, if you don't if you don't love Christ more than you love your conviction, then you got the idea of conviction wrong. Yeah. So that's good. And
2: I think all your convictions should come from Christ. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like and there's
0: so, there's no yeah. way to have it where conviction is first. Yeah. Like what no I'm way. hearing
1: is what would we do without the Holy Spirit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, sh- shut up. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the so Holy Spirit kind of him. oh what?
2: I said the Holy Spirit is him.
1: So true. <laughs> So, yeah, kind of transitioning more so into the um, the second point where it goes into the non-believer side. So, like, where we are, like, these Christians living their best lives, like, oh, my life's so good. And we try and, like, tell other people about it or, like, we want other people to come to Jesus, but we make it seem almost, like, too easy or like a perfect walk of life. And... When real- in reality, we all know that it's actually hard to li- be a Christian and to live a life that is following Jesus. Um, so uh, Luke nine twenty three says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. And I love that because if you imagine yourself physically taking up a real cross like Jesus did and carrying it daily, that's hard. That's heavy and Um, is a lot of work and takes time and uh, not suffering, I guess suffering and sanctification and all those things. And so realizing that while, yes, Jesus does um, take the burden off of us and free us from sin and he is the redemptive father and is will free us from everything. It also doesn't just like he, we don't just sit in that like easiness. We have to live, we suffer to get to know Jesus more. And so if you're not suffering, then like, are you really getting to know Jesus more? Yeah, that's good. I,
0: this just concept reminds me of, so I love Jackie Perry fun fact, about <laughs> me. Um, as do most people at this table. So, um, <laughs> we love that girl. But she and Preston did a podcast on the idolatry of marriage. And one of the things that they said in that was that, or Jackie said that she believed that if more people were honest about married, well, if more people were honest about marriage, then less people would get married. Mm. Um, and she was like, and the ones that would be married would be committed to marriage. Um, mm, that's good. And I think if you take that here, it's like, if, if we were really honest about Christianity, maybe less people would become Christian, but maybe the ones that became Christian wouldn't be backsliding. Mm, Um, That's good, and wouldn't be having like a half-hearted understanding of faith that then leads them to leave it less than a year later. And so Mm -hmm. if it means that we need to be more honest in order to show real faith to people that brings them into something that they're aware of and ready for, um, so that we don't see the Christian faith consistently losing people, um, then I think that we need to do that. And I think that people need to stop being so... Concerned about image mm. in faith, um, that we hide and stray from that because that's stupid. That um, is so stupid. That's so stupid, and it's just so not like real and authentic. And it's it is romanticizing Christianity to say mm. no, I'm doing great. My quiet times are always great. My Posting spiritual life's doing great. Like that's that's not realistic. Um, for me, the past year of that, that's not been my life. That's not been my faith. The past yeah. year, um, there have been days where I've woken up and said, God, I'm. I'm actively choosing you today because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Like, if I didn't, I wouldn't have this Bible in my room. Yeah. Like, if I didn't choose to pick it up today, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, And so, that's Christianity. It's a choice when you wake up and you're filled with anxiety and you think it would be easier to leave and move and abandon all your friends because sometimes it's difficult to pursue the eternal thing because satan's scared of it mm.
1: um she's been fire everywhere. oh
0: my goodness <laughs> i'm just saying like could... that's that's christianity yeah and, and really i think yeah. that like i think that people gloss over that and then i think people are shell-shocked <laughs> when they when they come into faith of the difficulty of it because nobody says hey this is real faith right? Yeah. This is real sanctifying, life-changing faith. Sanctification, it does not come without difficulty. You don't get sanctified if there's no difficulty. And so, mm. I think, like, Jesus didn't get sanctified by not going to the cross. Yeah. And so, um, all I have to say, that's my little
1: soapbox. The no, that is so fire, bro. Wow.
2: When I grow up, I truly want to be like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too, bro. That's truly, that's, I'm okay. be that's really okay. But, um, I just,
0: I I think that over the last year, as I've had some really hard times with just letting you guys in on, like, my life has been a really dark year for me in terms of spiritual warfare, and as I've gone through that past year, I've been shell-shocked mm-hmm. as a believer of, oh, this is what despair and faith like psalm 88 faith can look like yeah, and like
1: there's an actual war being right right now and i've been shell-shocked
0: because there's nobody that's been honest with me
1: about hey this is this is faith too
0: mm. um and it's so it's also
1: yeah. so kind like that would be so rude and fake of you to be like hey this is the best thing ever like there's no struggles but like it is so kind for you to be clear and yes off like share the good things of following Jesus, we're not trying to like say that it's like the worst thing ever. It's actually the best thing ever, but sometimes with that comes cost. And so right I think it just would be super maybe that is like our I think of our college ministry and how there are some people that leave the ministry and we just see them not pursuing Jesus anymore. And I don't know like it could be anything, but part of me is like man maybe it's this whole idea of like joining something to be a part of something and they just missed the point and didn't actually like the gospel didn't actually hit for them and yeah. if we maybe like approach sharing the gospel differently or um just we're more honest about hey like life sucks right now but like instead of saying yeah i'm good like maybe just like share with someone like Hey, I'm actually really struggling with this, but like, you know what? Jesus is still good. Yeah, so yeah.
2: I think that kind of stems from this idea. This is like a complete tunnel, but we can go down it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that stems from the idea of confusing happiness and joy. Mm-hmm, I think a lot true. of times Christians think that joy is happiness, but it's just simply not. Yeah, we're exactly. called. We are always going to be joyful in the spirit and joyful in the fact of tomorrow that. Jesus is coming back, and we won't. We will be reunited with him. But that doesn't always mean every single moment on this earth is going to be happy, and we're going to be at our peaks. Um, the Bible actually says quite the opposite. I feel right. like there's no. kind of, like time after time after time, like Paul was not at his peak when he was in those prisons writing those letters, but he was still joyful in the fact that he knew Jesus was coming back, and there was hope for tomorrow, mm. and that there was a reason why there was. I think for me personally. Christianity has given me a purpose and mm-hmm. make me understand the purpose of being a human and that is to love God, love others, and yeah. serve God well. And yeah. so, okay. I also came up with this other idea of spiritual warfare. I think I truly did not, I did not come up with spiritual warfare. That came up.
0: Of- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, you- but I was going to let you go out of it. No no no, 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 no. There's this new thing I found out, spiritual oh
2: no 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 spiritual warfare has been a thing will always be a thing Um, well not
0: always well
2: you know what i mean (laughs) i did not come moral story i did not come up with spiritual warfare thank you but i'm just now realizing like the impact and kind of understanding i don't even think i truly understand it but kind of understanding this idea of spiritual warfare and that was going back to what you were saying kayla and both of you guys were saying we don't talk about that stuff. I, yeah. I have been following God for, I'm going to say three years. I'm going to say three years. I'm going to go on a limb. <laughs> <laughs> but I am just now like realizing and understanding what spiritual warfare is and how that interacts with my faith and like mm-hmm. how to combat like spiritual warfare. And I feel like that's going off of what Caleb's was saying. Or I don't really remember who was saying it. One of you guys, one of you smart ladies over there. <laughs> <laughs> you make us seem like we're sitting so far away. They're, yeah. <laughs> we're really But, not. um, you guys were saying that there's so many Christians that are leaving the faith because we don't really understand that topic. We don't really like talk about spiritual warfare and the spiritual warfare you will ultimately experience and how to come back that. And so when spiritual warfare does happen, we just kind of cower away.
1: Yeah. And so also I want to note that like, I feel like I always thought spiritual warfare was this big, like, Oh, demons are like, I don't know but even just like getting out of bed and like reading your Bible and that war between your flesh and like reading the Bible is spiritual warfare like Satan does not want you to open that Bible like so you got to choose past your flesh to do that anyway I just wanted to clarify that like it doesn't have to always look extreme
2: yeah also one thing about me and I hope you know this by now I love a little side tunnel. I love a little rabbit hole. See <laughs> a um,
1: rabbit hole right now. <laughs> if I
2: see a rabbit hole, I will take it, and that's all I gotta say. So if this pod, if this episode seems a little all over the place, I do take the blame for that. So it's on me. No worries. <laughs> yeah, going off with of that last point, or wherever point we were at, um, isolation. I think that this brings. And this isolation of, to non-believers in Christianity makes this bubble of like, okay, you're over there and I can't come in. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in high school, I kind of struggled with the idea of my sexuality and all that good stuff. We That's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms. But um, through that, I kept going to these Christian things and I kept going to church and it was never really addressed and nobody ever just came out and was like, oh yeah, I've struggled with that. And so I kind of had this idea of romanticized Christianity is what the whole podcast is about. And I felt like, oh, I can never be a Christian because I struggle with this. Mm -hmm. Or I can never be a Christian because other Christians don't struggle with this. So like the math is just not mathing right now. (laughs) And so I think being open and honest, that's why I'm so open about it. Because I always wanted someone to be open with me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have somebody I could be. Because I think we've always been, we all have been in this situation of, when people are just struggling with the same thing, it just hits different. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like when so people true. have struggled, when you have struggled with the same sin, it just is like, we connect, we understand. And it just, mm-hmm. it comes with that understanding that usually doesn't follow with anything else. Yeah. yeah. And so I felt so alone for so long. And so that's why I'm so open about that whole past and my phase of my life. Cause I want someone, I wanted to be that someone that I wanted in that time. Yeah, I wanted awesome. to be someone, I wanted to be a pillar that someone could be like, I'm struggling with this. I don't know what to do because that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that can apply to any sin across the board. And it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be that specific one, but I think Christians need to be these pillars. If I'm struggling with this, how do I do, deal with this? Yeah. But instead, we become these pillars of like, oh, you're too holy for me. I can't come to you. Or yeah. you're too holy to, for me. I can't be a Christian. Or I can never be like that. Instead of being, oh, you're a human that was saved by grace. And that's the only thing that makes us different right now Mm is nothing that you did, but the fact that Jesus came, died on the cross and resurrected and you believed in that. And now you have been atoned for. And so,
1: yeah, that's so good. I think that also hits in the story or that also correlates to like when you're sharing your testimony, like obviously being discerned, like being careful on what you share to people. But I like hate it when people are like, yeah, so like. Before Christ, I was, like, a sinner, and then I came to know Jesus. And, like, like share your sin with people because they want to know, and it makes you seem more like a human instead of just being, like, oh, this person came to know Jesus, and now they're perfect. Like, yeah. no, that's why we have our stories. That's why we have our struggles so that we can – and it's going to look different. Like, my testimony looks way different, and I always thought my testimony was, like, less than someone else's because I didn't, like, go the party route or anything. But I have still struggled with things, and because – I will say it once and I say it again, vulnerability breeds vulnerability Mm -hmm. and someone's going to be able to relate to your sin because God is perfect and strategic by placing those people in your life. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's good. Good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's a word (laughs) right there. That's a word. Yeah.
0: That's all really good. I think to kind of close and then capture this with some scripture that might uh, lend to this topic. Um, 1 Corinthians 8 is a great resource for this topic and just kind of the idea of knowledge, um, not being an idol, um, to faith, to, to your own faith, but also to the faith of, of other Christians. so, um, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3 says, now about food sacrifice to idols. We know that we all have knowledge, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone thinks he knows anything, he does not yet know it as he ought to know it. But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. And so, mm. just to remember that at the forefront of everything that we do, faith-wise, should be the love of God, not our knowledge, not our convictions, not any of these other things that come after the love of God. Mm.
1: Um, so, yeah. That's good. Well... Thanks for joining us, Brock. This was yeah. so fun to have you.
2: Yeah, honestly, this um, episode went a lot smoother than I thought it was. I don't know <laughs> what chaotic energy I thought it was gonna exude.
1: Yeah, I mean, whenever you put Brock and I in a room, you never know what you're gonna get because we're both chaotic, and so someone's either grabbing an ankle or <laughs> licking someone elbow or something <laughs> like that.
2: Yeah, um, my goal in life is to actually exude the most chaotic energy ever, so. <laughs>
1: And you you do it well. <laughs>
0: it's so true. I don't know that I ever like met True Chaos until I met you and Macy. That's yeah. That's fair. I think y'all are crazy. We're like a
2: tornado in a room, but like in a
0: good way. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. that's a great way to explain it. You it, tornado because you draw people into the tunnel. <laughs> like, and like just... fitting it it. <laughs> like you guys just
1: walk around and like bring people in. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: Um, shout out Macy.
1: all All right guys thanks for listening stay tuned for our next episode coming out next friday um go to our instagram please leave us some questions yes in our q a in our link tree we want some questions it can be stupid too actually maybe not stupid but like if you think it's stupid it's probably not stupid for us you know what i mean Hmm. (laughs) yeah i don't know what you mean but no, yeah. like, I feel like <laughs> sometimes it's like, this is a stupid question, but it actually like, is stupid Like people think it's question. too simple Yeah, or it's too no, simple or like, Not non- too
0: simple. Just ask anything and we would love to answer in a future episode. So, yeah.
2: Slay, 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 slay the day away. That's the motto that you need to take out of this. Love God, love others. See you later.